0: Okay, good morning, everyone, and again, thank you to uh, beam for sponsoring. Uh, this Friday is a very interesting situation. People say, when's the last time this happened 50 years ago? It wasn't so long ago. The Haftorah and Shabbos, Parshas uh, Miketz is more uh, unique. It doesn't always match together. In fact, uh, we, I could record this year for next year, because next year we're going to have the same thing. Asar Bateves on a Friday but hopefully we're not going to have it. That just shows my lack of amunah, because uh, the Rambam says we're not going to have these fast days. Gemara says it, but I quote, the Rambam, they're going to turn, based on the puskin and Zachariah, into days of joy. So I wanted to raise a question. We've been trying in this year to uh, look at Tzvila, and today it's going to be Tzvila and Halacha, in the context of uh, what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. You know, if I had to ask someone, without getting into political discussion, but if I had to ask someone... Uh, assuming that the government, the Rabbeinut, at a certain point is going to sit down and they're going to come up with a day to uh, remember we're still in the middle of the war. So. But after we're victorious, before Mashiach comes, you know, a lot of things over here being totally. So no lack of abemunah bitachon. And they're going to have to figure out, you know, what's the right day. They've already had these discussions to commemorate October 7th if you pick Simchus Torah it's going to be somewhat controversial. I guarantee you in certain places in Eretz Israel, they're not going to want to pick Shemini Sarah Simchus Torah it's all one day. doesn't mean they're not going to say something special on that day but if you think they had controversy you know about Yom HaShoah but here you're talking about the day itself so it's probably not the right day. Um, so maybe they'll pick the English day October 7th but I'm sure October 7th they're going to hit the calendar and then they're going to realize it's in the middle of Sukkot, or, or Yom Kippur maybe, I don't know exactly, Sukkot. So they'll pick another day. Now if you ask some people, and you invite some people to the meeting, they're going to pick uh, the summer of 2000, and uh, when did Israel, when was the expulsion? 2005. 2005. Right, that's when some people are going to pick. Because, right? because, you know, that's when it started, right? What I'm discussing now is a halachic issue. Others will say 1955. Why 1955? I gave a shear on Shabbos morning, Ashkama. <clears throat> I won't repeat it. But I gave a shear about the uh, um shmum. Um shmum is, in Irish Israel, Um Shmum is how they refer to, uh, Um Shmum is how they refer to the United Nations. If you ever see United Nations, one of those cars, they don't do too much over there in Yerushalayim, I'm not sure where they do a lot, but the um-shmum, people, Israelis say it as a pejorative, um shmum. It's Basically, meaning it's a shmata. Uh, shmum means you, you, nothing. The, that expression was not, uh, did, was not a Jabotinsky expression. It was an expression in 1955 by David Ben-Gurion. Because in 1955, there was a wedding that took place in uh, southern Israel, and someone from uh, the Gaza Strip, 1955, came in, and uh, started shooting up a wedding. So, um, David Ben-Gurion said, it's time to take over Gaza, right? It's time to take over Gaza. These people aren't behaving over here. Gaza's in the Torah, it's ours, right? It goes back to, it's even shaved Yehuda, most of it. So, uh, but the people said, you're crazy, you're radical. Ben-Gurion today wouldn't be such a uh, Fabrento left winger, you know, he wasn't even then. But we're not going through the history. So that's what happened then you know what happened in 1967 fine so the issue is in halacha as well as uh, philosophically practically how exactly do you identify <coughs> a moment or commemorate a moment a fast day is there for us to, to not just fast but is to reflect so this is definitely an issue when it comes to the base hamigdash to the Abayis, because we have the, the destruction of the first base hamikdash and the second base hamikdash took place on the same day, more or less, Tisha B'av. Could be, it should have been 10th of Av, but you know, the ninth of Av or the 10th of Av. And uh, so nothing compares to that. But we know we have uh, Shavasa Batamas, we have Tzom Gedalia, and then somewhere in the middle over there, or actually earlier, we throw in Asar B'teves. And Asar B'teves, relative to the destruction, seems like uh, not such a big deal. I mean, the destruction we commemorate. What was that, Batavis? Asar, B'tavis? Asar B'tavis is two and a half years before the destruction of the first base on There was a siege around the city, and the siege really didn't have terrible impact. There was an opportunity for Yirmiyahu to scream and scream, Jews, you should do tshuva, you should do tshuva. But they weren't so motivated. They were pretty much uh, self-contained. So it's an interesting question. Now in Israel today, it's less popular now because they are less survivors, but Asar B'tavis was a huge day. Even secular Jews, believe it or not, who didn't know or didn't observe Tisha or Shiva they observed Asar B'teves. I'm not saying they fasted, As- Asar B'teves became the death, discussed this in the past, it's the Yom of Kaddish. It's the day that uh, Is- Israelis, I don't know if it's made it to America, but Israelis who had survivors, survivors or people who, who had relatives who died in the Shoah and they didn't know the day of the burial. So they don't know what yard site to keep or the day of death. They don't know what yard site to keep. We take for granted if you have a yard site and you can identify the day. By the way, the same issue is going on today. How are they going to know, right, the exact day of death of some of these people? Even now we're finding out. People were killed on October 7th. They thought they were hostages. How do you mark the yard site? So Israel came up with a, a day was called Asar B'tavis. Now it seems like a strange day. Why Asar Batavis? So, part of what we're gonna argue, and I may not get to it all today, this is, because I wanna get into the practical section. If you look on the back page, there's a beautiful piece from Rabbi Soloveitchik. I also gave you a link to a piece from uh, Rabbi Howard Jackler, who lives in town, about, I'm sorry, it was not the climax of destruction. But, you know, if, if we talk about uh, Martin Gilbert Who's a great uh, historian? I think he was Churchill's biographer, but he's and he's not a Jew, but he writes a lot about the Jewish people. He loved the Jewish people. He wrote a book called "The Prelude to the Prelude to Destruction." That is um, Kristallnacht, right? So that we mark Kristallnacht in in my community in uh, Connecticut. We had Hungarian survivors. You know, one of the things about many Holocaust survivors, they argue with each other who had it worse. You ever get into a room like that? Who had it worse? The, the Poles, the Hungarians. You know, the Poles don't respect the Hungarians so much with the Holocaust. You guys, you know, you waited till April 1944. Yeah, but we lost a certain... These are the discussions they used to have in the back of my shul on uh, Yom Kippur during a break. That's when it all came out. They were having the same argument. Uh, whatever it is, everybody's suffering. We have a kinna like that. The, the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom are fighting with each other. Uh-huh. Who suffered worse? So, we, I once had a speaker in the shul for uh, Yom HaShoah. You probably remember him, Manfred Fulda tremendous, Rabbi Fulda from Yeshiva University. And I brought him in for a whole Shabbos. They, were, they never thought I took the Holocaust serious enough, even though my family was a big deal, but I wasn't, what was I supposed to do? I wasn't a survivor. They, they held it against me, young bratty right wing American, okay? But they wanted an American. At the end of the day, I brought Rabbi Fulda, and some of the survivors are really angry because he spoke about Kristallnacht. They say, that's not the Holocaust, right? That's not the Holocaust, and he's not a survivor. He was only there, so it was busha. They were angry at me, so you can't win. But the bottom line is, that's what I saw with Teves. in many ways. Ravana Reva- Lichtenstein has a piece in the back that in Judaism, we don't just look at catastrophe. We're supposed to look at the seeds of catastrophe, and we're supposed to look at not just uh not and not Shabbat but what, what were those two and a half years like? Not just Asar Batavis. Now, you can go even further back and say the split of the kingdom. You can go further back and say Yosef being thrown into the pit. And all of that is true. The Rambam, when he talks about Yosef, believe it or not, I would never say this because the Rambam doesn't say it. It's based on like Shabbos, said, what happened with Yosef? How did Yosef get thrown into the pit? So the Rambam in the laws of inheritance, believe it or not, he says, you shouldn't favor one child over the other. Now the Torah seems to do that by having but and we actually go around that. And the Rambam says, because look what happened when Yaakov favored Yosef. And then the Galgal Hadabra, things rolled out of control. So that's what Reverend Lichtenstein says, Asar Bateves is, and that's why it became the day, because it's meant to be, we look not just at the catastrophe. And you know that what's going to happen in Eretz Yisrael after the victory, hopefully this week, everyone's going to then, Start the analysis. That's when things really fall. You know, Israel, there's gonna be a lot of it anal- now. Hopefully we do it peacefully, but every, you know, the government and this one and that one, and there's a lot to get out. That's necessary if it's done, you know, of course, object- objectively if it's possible. So in many ways, that's our It's a that we don't just look at Tisha you try to look at the seeds. For two and a half years, they had an opportunity. Your meow is screaming at the people, fix yourself understand, you know, what's happening in the world. So that's the basic message. Now, what this ends up generating is a very interesting piece, which is the middle section. The Abu Draham, who's one of the uh, great commentaries or uh, posts, and we very often quote him relating to the sitter. so the Abu Drahman says something very wild. It's very often quoted, I'm gonna quote it, but very rarely, I mean, this doesn't happen so often, but you'll, this Abu Draham if anybody's given a share on Asar now, on Friday, they're going to quote this Abud You I have to quote the Beis Yosef as well, but let me read you what the Raham says. But so my series, this fast day, Asar which is going to happen this Friday, and to the point that we're not going to eat Friday. And in general, I have this on the sources as well. We're actually covering this in a Sunday morning share. We are not supposed to fast on, Sunday, on Fridays. The the, the Shulchan Aruch talks about there were these sadikim who used to fast on Fridays because they probably didn't eat so much during the week. So they had some food that was left over, they're going to make sure to send it, save it for Shabbos, and this way they go into Shabbos filled up uh, without being filled up. Most of us, I'm including my house, we have the opposite problem, right? We've taken so seriously tasting all the foods of Shabbos that there's nothing left by the time you get to Shabbos, right? People eat more on Friday. And today, uh, as I expressed in the Share on Sunday, it's become a drinking opportunity. Friend, am I right? I'm not looking at anybody specifically, but people get together to drink Fridays now, because you got to taste the food, you got to make sure you got the right booze at the Kiddush the next day. I've seen a couple guys walking in here Friday night. They think it's Shabbos afternoon or Shabbos morning. And now you have Chulant bars, which uh, I don't know if it's at neck yet, but it's, uh, you know, Passaic, Muncie, Borough Park, People go Thursday night, sholent bar dates. My daughter, that's why she got married, you know? She went to talk, but finally she had enough of eating sholent, So she said yes, right? So these are big issues that are today. So the Abu Dhabi says, you know what? Despite all that, we, we're not going to fast on Friday. You, you never fast on a Friday. The Mishnah Brewer, that's what it says on top, because you don't want to go into Shabbos being a Kvetch. There's a terminology I learned called hangry. You know that term? Hangry. Hangry is, you, you heard, never heard of that term? Hangry is, a, you, you whole, yeah, you, you, you kids told me it was you. That you're hungry, so therefore you're angry. People sometimes, Friday night, you come back. My father used to say, Yamashishi, He said all that other stuff. You ever, say, you ever meet anyone who says all that stuff Friday night? I only remember because my father would say, and we were all there like, come on, Dad, we're, we're hungry. We're hungry. We just had pizza, you know, two hours ago, but we're hungry. So you're not allowed to fast on Fridays. Now, so Abu Jiraham comes along and he says the following, series and again, I explained it already, the reasoning, a little bit before, and you should read that piece from Ruhl Ecclastein. So he goes through the history. came <coughs> On Yerushalayim, and he gives you the, the sources for it. two and a half years. If you think about it, it's two and a half years. Teves, then they destroy the base Bees I mean, Two two and a half, it's a little more than two and a half years. Shabbat Thomas was like two and a half years. And then he says the following. It says in the Pasuk, you spoke here a Pasuk from Yicheskel, uh, I didn't give you the entire thing. There's two times in the Torah it says One is on Yom Kippurim, So we know that if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, we fast. And it also says relating to HaSarbet so the Bujraham says something which was looked at by the Rishonim in his time as totally off the wall. Today it's very often quoted, and you'll see it's irrelevant. You see the second paragraph: if any other fast day falls out on Shabbos, we push it to Sunday, which happens pretty often, especially with Shavas and Tishbev. It seems like it always happens, but it doesn't always happen. It's very often pushed off. Chutz meh except for us b'teves Abu comes up he was the first person that we have a record of in writing who said such a thing it doesn't say it in the Gemara Chutz meh b'teves now it was easy to say it because it never falls out on Shabbos once the calendar was set it never falls out on Shabbos but this is our case it does fall out sometimes on Friday no other fast day, by the way, could turn out on Friday except for a day that's not really a fast day for sadness. I think Tanis Esther could call it on Friday and definitely Tanis Bechoros, which is not really a fast. I mean, it's for something positive, not something negative. He says, if theoretically, uh, Saravotemis would have fallen out on Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. Lo yom acher. Nation says in the pasuk, now, on that, on that note, the base Yosef, the tour, they go nuts on this uh, Abu Jaham And they say, how could you make up such a thing? How could you make up such a thing? First of all, it's a theoretical discussion, because it never falls out on Shabbos. But from an intellectually honest perspective, how could you say that if Asar Bateves fell out on Shabbos, taking some pasig out of the, out of the cheskel, matching it up, if Tisha B'av falls out on Shabbos, we wouldn't do it. So he's saying it's basically bad Chinuch. But Abu Drahim lives very well, and he quotes from the Tshuvas gaonim or the footnotes on the Abu Draham quotes from the Gaonim, which is much earlier, four or 500 years earlier, even though we don't happen to have it, but Abu Drahim's not making up something out of the blue. So practically, it doesn't really matter. The only practical application is an interesting debate, and the debate, La Halacha, is what happens in Mincha this Friday. According to many Rishonim, at Mincha this Friday, we should not be, not only do you not say Avinu malkeinu and because that's because of Erev Shabbos you don't do it, but you shouldn't lane. You shouldn't lane. And you shouldn't say the Haftorah. We do. Why shouldn't you lane and do the Haftorah? There's a question of kavod Shabbos. Now what does that mean, kavod Shabbos? So you have to come to my Sunday morning here, but kavod Shabbos is because you need that time to prepare for Shabbos. You're going to be wasting your time laning in the Haftorah. It takes at least 10 minutes. You need every single minute to be preparing properly for Shabbos. Look how much tension, I don't know in your house, but in some houses, definitely Hanukkah. You no, know, when Hanukkah is on Shabbos, but even this Friday, it's gonna, I know there's gonna be a lot of confusion in the house. I'm going to Mincha, easy. You know, someone in my house always says, the men always make up these interesting halachas when to go to shul. It's exactly when you, you, you need. That's when you drive carpool, that's when you have Mincha Marv. And I'm sure people are gonna say, Asar Bateves. especially if you have little kids. All of a sudden, the guy's leaving, you know, leaving to go to shul. So it's a big debate. It's a big debate. At the end of the day, we do it. And the reason we do it is back to this Abu Draham, because Asara Bateves is such a significant fast day. And as we explained, the significance is not necessarily what happened on that particular day. Relative to Shiva of Atamu, it's definitely relative to Tisha it's basically nothing. But it was the beginning, right? And we look at the beginnings. You don't just look at October 7th. We're going to have to look a little bit earlier if we do self-reflection, what happened you know, what was going on, not just from a security's perspective, but from, uh, ach, you know, all the different issues that Rabbanim will speak about. Right now, we focus on other things. And that's what Rav Aron explains. It was true with the Shoah, and it's true with every destruction. I do want to end on a positive note. I happened to go to Rav Aron Luchstein last night. It was beautiful, and he's crying through the shear. But he said, you know, after every Hurban, there's always been great things that have happened. Now, we're still in the middle of the Hurban. That That's what we hope for. And this should be a theoretical discussion, not just Sarah of falling down on Shabbos, which is theoretical, because it can never happen, but the whole idea of fast days should only be uh, in our memories.